This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Did you know Tom Morello has also been raging against facial recognition software at music festivals? He is part of a campaign by artists called Ban Facial Recognition at Live Shows. Why would the promoters of a festival or a concert or a sporting event want to scan your face with a computer? Let's talk about that now with my guest, Takara Small. She is a technology expert and entrepreneur. She has written some great stuff on this. Takara, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Okay, we've already seen some big concert promoters uh, fooling around with this facial recognition stuff. Live Nation and Ticketmaster, for example, both partnered up with this company, Blink Identity, on this. What's the deal with this? How does it work? Yeah, so this is just one of many companies that are operating facial recognition software that pretty much just scans attendees before they enter and when they leave stadiums or any type of music festival or event with the goal of providing up-to-date, up-to-the-minute information. Right. So I've heard Live Nation say, for example, that they want to use this technology to enhance your concert experience, maybe deliver your favorite beer or snack to your seat. Uh, What's it really all about? Yes. I mean, from the business perspective, I mean, this is a piece of technology that will allow them to identify and target, provide targeted ads and information to consumers and users. It's incredibly easy to use, and especially because this data will then live on and you can, business will be able to tap into this at any point in time that they want. Um, I think the dangers in some of the criticism based on using this type of technology is, first of all, it's passive. So what that means is that individuals really don't opt in or opt out into having their face scanned and this information being shared. It's not like when you're going online and perhaps there's a cookie on a website that says, okay, if you use this service, you're going to be opting in for us to track wherever you you go online and whatever you look at. A lot of the time people buy tickets and they don't necessarily know they're opting into this type of technology. The other point I'd say is the fact that we are living in a day and age, and I don't want to sound um, some type of conspiracy theorist or scare people, but we are living in a day and age where there are multiple data points that are collected over time. So there's security camera footage, there's cell phone information collected when you perhaps go to the mall and use public Wi-Fi. So there are all these different elements. There's you know information about your location data when you download certain apps. So there's all of this data that's being amassed, and you don't necessarily have a or know what's being done with it. So I think that's right. the criticism, is that the average person doesn't always have the opportunity to opt out or to know how this technology is being used. It's to benefit maybe a company or a business, and it maybe will enhance the experience, but you don't really know at the end of the day. Okay, so does it come down to money at the end of the day? This is a way to, to make money. I mean, they can say, well, this is about enhancing your experience at a show or a sporting event or... Mm. Or uh, we want to do it for security. They've said that too, safety mm-hmm. and security. But is it really more about money, making money? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it does offer up opportunities to increase revenue. Um, if we're talking about security, I think it's important to note that facial recognition technology often has a hard time um, truly and accurately understanding racial and gender differences. So if this is about security, 
And this technology isn't the greatest at understanding the difference between a dark-skinned woman um, and someone else, another dark-skinned woman, then it kind of defeats the purpose, right? I mean, mm. if it has a hard time d- understanding what any what racial minorities look like, then the idea of security kind of l- loses some of its value. Um, while, you know, technology is always growing and learning, at this point in time, there are so many different questions that I think the average person would have where it, it, it's best to, to discuss it in a public way and make sure that attendees or anyone really has all the knowledge they need to opt in. Okay, there's been some heightened public awareness of this uh, recently. Uh, as I mentioned, Tom Morello off the top, very well-known artist. Yeah. He's, he's uh, got a big story on the Rolling Stone website on this today. He has started yeah. this campaign to push back against the use of this technology at, at music uh, festivals, and he's had some success. Like, I see there's some big festivals like the Coachella Festival, South by Southwest, have pledged that they will not use this technology at their events, but there's a lot of other festivals that have said they still might use it, like the Burning Man Festival, the iHeart Radio Music Festival. What's going on there? Like some of these festivals saying, okay, we're, we hear the public concern and others are saying, we don't care. We're, we're still going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in this case with Tom Morell, like he has a lot of uh, power as an artist. Yeah. And so I think, and also it's important to note that he was also supportive of a boycott as well against festivals that didn't opt out and refused to remove this type of technology. So I think what you're seeing is festivals watching, yeah. thinking, and I think reacting to what the public discourse is about this issue. Would those festivals have removed that technology if someone of his caliber and his fame hadn't said something? <clears throat> I don't know. So I think like most companies and most businesses, they will react and they will enact whatever policies they feel will help their business grow. And if there's a huge backlash, then it's not really in their favor. And so when you have places like Coachella and South by Southwest that are huge, they make millions and millions of dollars saying, okay, you know, this isn't worth it. Then maybe there's something to be said for having individuals with a little bit more of a, of a bigger online presence or celebrities or something like that speaking out because this it's interesting because There were two Calgary malls last year that used recognition technology to track shoppers. And it was only found out by accident. Just a a consumer found out by accident because on one of the, um, one of the online maps that you could use to navigate the space, a a portal was left open. That's very interesting. And the other element of this is social media, right? Like, didn't Facebook get into some trouble over using a, a facial recognition software on their site? Um. Well, it, I don't. I don't know if they got if Facebook got into trouble about facial recognition technology. I can't really speak to that so much, but I do know that a lot of companies are looking, especially in Toronto. Um, looking there, I mean, I'm sure you're well aware of Sidewalk Labs. They're looking at how facial recognition technology can be used within a community setting and there is pushback because when you have private companies who are the arbitrators and collecting this data, it also leaves consumers wondering about what recourse there is, what potential opportunities there are if they want their data removed. Takara, it's great to have you on today. Thank you for coming on the show. 
Thank you for having me. All right, that's Takara Small. She's a technology writer and blogger on facial recognition software at Live Concert.